0: Welcome to the Soul Gym. We are your Soul Gym sisters. I am Jody Van Kempen. And I'm Crystal Van Kempen-McClanahan. And
1: thank you for tuning in for this week's Boot Camp for Your Soul. Hey, it's our mission to help you go from fizzling to sizzling by toning up flabby thinking and developing mental muscle. We want you to feel strong, live healthy, and fulfill God's audacious plan for your
0: life. Guess what we're talking about today, Crystal? What are we talking about? It's got to be... One of your most favorite topics in the whole world. Could that be leadership? Leadership, yes, indeed. Also, we're going to talk about it because there's a whole (laughs) lot going on in the leadership world. We're talking politics. Could you talk 2020 and all (laughs) the people vying to be the leader? And it's interesting watching the different personalities, the different styles, the different views, the different... Different, uh, should we say, belief system. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Very. So we are going to take it upon ourselves to talk about what we feel is important as a leader. Right. According to John Maxwell, leadership, this is it. Leadership is influence. Influence, the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or the behavior of someone or something or something. Or the effect itself. But the thing is,
1: I mean, so you've got all these people vying to be the the leader, the most powerful person in the world. Mm-hmm. And yet in, in the day to day, how many people don't feel like they're leaders?
0: Mm-hmm. Sociologists tell us even the most introverted person will influence 10,000 10, people in their lifetime. I know, the introverts. The introverts, right. let alone the the extroverts. Exactly. What do they influence? Leadership development is personal. It, it it's is. It's purposeful, and it is a process. So, let's follow the leader, Chris. Let's do it. <laughs> so, we're talking about leadership.
1: And we said that leadership is personal. And so you've heard it said, the hardest person to lead is who? Ourselves. Ourselves. Jesus understood the concept of personal development. I mean, when, when he was 12 years old, he was uh, at the festival of Passover with his mom and dad, Mary and Joseph. And they left him there and realized... <laughs> That after three days, where's Jesus?
0: <laughs> That's not good, leader.
1: <laughs> yes, they make their way back to the temple. And where is Jesus? He is sitting with the Jewish teachers, and he's listening and asking questions and developing himself. And scripture goes on to say that he grew in wisdom and stature personal growth is definitely intentional. And so in order to develop ourselves as a leader, whether you're a leader in a business, Your mom or dad in your home. Guess what? You're the leader. Uh, Whether you're you've got coworkers, whether it's friends, you're leading. I mean, we are always influencing someone. And when you understand that, boy, that uh, steps up your level of responsibility. And so, in order to grow ourselves as a leader, always talk about us being a three-part person: that we have a spirit, a soul, and a body. And so, when we're developing ourselves. Spiritually, what, what are we doing? First of all, we need to become a Christian, ask Jesus into our hearts, so that our spirit is alive, so that is taking on this this leadership task. That we've got wisdom, we've got character developing in us. And we, as Jody and I always talk about the soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, uh, we are always talking about thinking. And mature thinking means not being controlled by our emotions uh, because strong thinking leads to strong habits. Uh, so we're taking care of ourselves spiritually, we're taking care of our, our thinking. And obviously, along with that goes taking care of our body, you know, taking care of this temple, getting out and, and exercising. Exercising, taking care of the stresses in our lives because it's just easier to lead when we feel strong. That's right. It just mm-hmm. is. Again, whether you're leading in a business or leading in your home, it is just an easier task
0: when you feel like you've got it going on. And, and here's a pet peeve of mine. Can we discuss? Yeah, let's, pee- <laughs> let's peeve it. <laughs> taking care of yourself emotionally, being in control of yourself emotionally. If you're going to lead people are going to look to you to be stable yeah to be a rock to be someone that can be trusted and i always look to jesus as the ultimate leader he was in control of his emotions he was in control of every part of his life but but a big one was his emotions he had a lot on his plate yeah (laughs) he had a lot going on he was leading 12 people he was out to save the world he 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 was the son of God. You know, he grew in that, not knowing fully what, what his mission was, but he was growing in that. So, you know, he he could have stressed. There, there could have been some things that shook him, that rock him. He had situations that he came across that were not so lovely, that were uncomfortable. But the beautiful thing I noticed about Jesus was he never let his emotions take control. You know, when he woke up during the day, he wasn't like, come on, you guys, come on, you guys, let's go, let's go. I doubt highly, highly that when the disciples came to have a conversation with him that they were going, Hmm, I wonder if today's going to be a good day or not. Is he going to be up? Is he going to be down? So if you're a boss, if you're, if you're leading a company, if you're a teacher, if you're yeah. a parent, if you're, you know, a wife, if you're a husband, you're leading in some capacity. So I always think of my witness. You know, I am every time I'm in front of people or I am influencing people, my thought tends to always go, I do not want to give people a reason not to serve my Jesus. Amen. So I want to always go give reasons why they should trust in God. So if I'm a mess and I'm freaking out and I'm stressing and I'm waking up in the morning, I've got five children living in my house right now and I am a basket case. But yet that night we go to devotions and I talk about kids, you need to trust God. You need to cast all your care on the Lord. And they're going, wait a minute, this morning you were just, you were a wreck because I had bills or I got a bad email or someone called me and, you know, said some things I didn't like. And what I'm saying is as a leader, now we're all growing in this. Have I blown it? Of course I have. Have you blown it? Yes, you have. But the goal is to be like Jesus. And the goal is to be consistent and stable not a roller coaster Christian you're up one minute you're down the next that's a hard person to be led by it it really is when you have no idea what what you're going to encounter that day because when they're leading and you're underneath them and you're going for advice you're going for strength you're going for encouragement and you've got to pick them off the floor right that ain't good yeah so what I try to do is I'm the I'm the mom to these children. And do I face issues? Of course I do. Do I have problems? Of course I do. But, and I know a lot of people are gonna go, oh, that's ridiculous. But I rarely ever ever, ever, ever let them see the wear and tear that it ever has on me, mentally, emotionally. I, as a leader, you just don't get to do that. That's not a luxury, huh? you, you, You have. No, that is not a luxury to be an emotional mess. They come to me for help. Right. They come to me for advice. They are looking at me every day, whether they say it, whether they realize it or not, And they're looking at me going, you're telling me about this Jesus. You're telling me about this God you serve. Give me a reason why. And one is they always know that mom is trusting in God. Mom goes to God for security. Mom casts her cares on the Lord. Again, am I perfect? No. But I think that as a parent your children should be able to go i can go to them at any time yep. and they're always up they're always in control they're they're not a mess so th- that is just a pet peeve of mine consistency leaders need to be consistent in control of their emotions they're not a mess they're strong they're that safe place that everyone can go to. There you go. So leadership
1: is personal, definitely, obviously. And leadership is also very purposeful. That's what you're talking about, Jody. I mean, Jesus took the time to develop himself. And then when he had done that, what does he do? He goes and recruits a group of guys that are far from ideal. um, But he, he, he brought out the, he ignored you know some of the, the crass things about them but his whole heart and goal was to bring out the best in them yeah. i mean as leaders our, our people matter whether it's your your nuclear family those those people matter whether it's your company your classroom whatever it is mm-hmm people matter those are those are the two commandments love God and love people this idea of leadership is spiritual mm-hmm. our leaders are put in our lives for a purpose we it, it's it's an honor we need to take our leadership responsibility very
0: serious yes well god takes it very serious he says in proverbs 29 2 when the uncompromisingly righteous are in authority or they're leading the people rejoice so when you're a a righteous person and you're led by god the people woo, yeah you've got wisdom Uh you're making the right decisions and it's affecting their life in, in the right yes, way. Yes, and the, I, I believe the scripture is probably talking about the, the kings, the rulers, the leaders of that day. We're talking about politicians. Right. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, leads, the people groan and sigh. Because their ideals, their way of thinking, their way of life is being passed on to the people around them. They're affecting everyone around and them. And it's not business. And it's not biblical. And the Bible says it's just not good for unrighteous people to lead. Exactly. And the thing is, is we talk about God's audacious
1: plan for your life and we need other people. in in order for our vision to be accomplished. And so uh, leading others is serious business. And then the third thing, we talk about leadership being a process. I mean, we wouldn't need leaders if we didn't need something to change. And so most people have such an aversion to change, but change is inevitable. And once again, Jesus understood this. Jesus understood the culture, and guess what? He always knew what to do. Um, he, he actually flipped culture on its on its ear. I mean, he came at a time when when. It, Israel was under Roman rule and I mean everybody thought that Jesus had come to you know knock Rome out of there and destroy them but what does Jesus say instead pray for your enemies I mean he was always doing things like that change can be hard change can be hard in a family change can be hard in a business but change is inevitable and God always uses a leader. Sometimes the, the reluctant leader. I mean, God took twelve ordinary guys and he and he turned the world upside down. See, we talk about leadership, and isn't it kind of scary? I mean, here Jesus used in in a good way people's hearts who were humble and didn't necessarily <clears throat> want the limelight. Yeah. I think we should be a bit concerned when people want it a just
0: clamoring to be in power. I,
1: I know, mm-hmm. just clamoring will do. Anything to get that power will destroy people, will lie, will flip-flop their position in order to, to get that power. But I hope that we can, we need wisdom in electing our leaders we need to you know be able to see and and judge that leadership potential against a biblical standard so we've we too have to understand culture we need to look around and see what's happening what's happening in policy decisions what's happening you know when it comes to biblical things like people's ideas on abortion you know all of those kinds of things matter in who we select. We've got to understand that whether we're leading, uh, again, in our home, in our business, that we've got to understand this process. Leaders go first in, in making these these decisions. We've got to be able to communicate anytime we're trying to get something to change. You know, when when we need to change something, we have to communicate that there's an an urgency. We have to be able to initiate action. But anytime you want to change something, guess what? You're going to have to endure criticism. So boy, you've got to really know what you know and believe what you believe and be able to stand against the criticism while keeping perspective at the same time. Leadership is a challenge. Nobody said this was easy. And so, do you have the right people? It's always about the right people. You always hear it. Do I have the right people on the bus in the right seat, going in the right direction? It's always about having the right people. But you got to have resources. And I think this is hilarious. <laughs> you know what? Again, we talk about changing all the time. Whether you're changing yourself, whether you're change, you know, trying to change. Uh, the course of direction. Do you have the energy?
0: Yeah. Do you have the energy to make it happen,
1: people? That's why we're always saying, you know, be strong, because it's easier when you feel strong. But do you have the energy to change? And so we're asking you, uh, as we're looking at our leaders on the world stage, but we also bring it closer to home and say, what kind of leader am I? What kind of leader am I with my friends? What kind of leader am I, you know, with my family? What kind of leader am I in my business? And so we're always asking ourselves, what do we need to do to be a better leader? What do we need to do to lead our families better, our, our neighbors better, our coworkers better? And what in our family needs to change? What in our business needs to change? What in my life needs to change? So... Leadership is definitely personal. It's purposeful and it's a process. Le- leadership just doesn't happen overnight. It is definitely a process. So why does leadership even matter? Who, who are we quoting again? Um, Mr.
0: Maxwell. Mr.
1: Maxwell says everything rises and falls on leadership. Every family, every classroom, teachers, there is hardly a leader on the planet more important than a teacher but every organization every team so coaches out there every government every nation every single thing rises and falls on leadership I believe that I absolutely do and so Self-leadership. You love that statement.
0: You can't lead where you won't go, (laughs) and you can't teach what you don't know. That's right. I find it very, very, very interesting when I hear people trying to tell others what to do, lead others, and you're, you go, you no more are willing to do that yeah. or go there than the man on the moon. I'm always looking at myself, going back to my kids, going, am I doing it? right? Am, am I showing character? Am I showing discipline? Am I showing forgiveness? And I always hesitate to say certain things and tell people, unless I'm doing it. We're so quick to, to blurt out instructions, but we've got to be willing to do it and to go there. And also another thing, there's a scripture in Proverbs 22, six in the amplified, of course, Yes, is train up a child. There's the word train up a child in the way he should go. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And it hit me, oh, maybe five years ago, six years ago, um, raising my children. And this is probably how I was raised and this is how most people were raised, that you have kids and you love them and you care for them and you cook for them and you feed them and you pay their bills and all that stuff. But I wasn't actually training my children. We do that the same in business.
1: We, we do. You know, we just, we're mad. You know, we we talk about the weakest link. You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. We do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Are, are we really training
0: them? Yes. Or hoping through osmosis they just kind of get it? Yeah, well, I we're both personal trainers, and I said, you know, would you ever dream of just taking your client into a gym and go, just follow me? Yeah, You know, but that is what we do as parents. You know, we're, we're Christians and we're living this Christian life, but we, how often do we sit our child down and open up the scripture and take them through and whether they're facing a, a problem or a situation and we guide them and train them and go, uh, Susie, Billy? Here's what scripture says. This is how you handle it. And when they're they're struggling with something or they're being tempted or, or even if good things are happening, you are constantly taking them back to scripture. The Bible says you are constantly, when you get up in the morning and when you go to bed at night, when you're walking on the path with your child, you are constantly teaching them and training them through scripture and what God says of how to deal with life. And so as an employer, as a leader, rather than just going, well, they're just going to get it by being around me. Right? They're just, my kids are just going to through osmosis, living in this Christian home, they're just going to pick pick up my principles and know what to do and that is not the case but what's that second part of the scripture when it's talking about their gift in keeping with their individual gift or bent so i'm not being unreasonable i'm finding out what they're good at i'm finding out their their personality their style style. yep their strengths with one child i may expect this but with another child because of the way they were made i can't expect the same thing Like one child, I just went after. I mean, my first child, I just went after, and I was tough, tough, tough. And later on, he told me, I loved it. I thrived on it. You know, the more his coaches got after him, you know, the more he wanted to do better. Now, I have another child that I thought I could do the same thing and just go after and after, and this one melted like an ice cube. I mean, anytime I got a little harsh or firm, and I'm going, okay, so with each child I've got to train them differently I've got to I've got to find out what they're good at I got to find out their personality giftings and their bents and I've got to go with that but I can't just throw them all in a basket and go you know, I'm gonna hope for the best. Right. You know, I, I love God, and I sure hope they do too. Right. And that's not the way it works. Well, great leaders see people and they see their strengths.
1: Yeah. And that that's what great leaders do. We don't. I mean, great leaders. We don't want to put you where you're weak. Yeah. And then just hope you can get better. I mean, there are just certain skill sets and giftings that people have. Now, we're not talking about character yeah, issues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where where you get to go. You know what? I'm just not good at that. <laughs> And I'm just not I'm I'm, a liar I'm I, I sorry her. I'm just not good at that we're talking about okay I can't sing don't put me in the yeah. choir you know those kinds of things but great leaders just see people they they get them in their giftings and so man when when you can rally a really strong team you can make some really cool changes in the world because we as Christians we have, as human beings we were just meant to grow yes. and change and get better and there's always that thing in us that there's that there's more and so that's what we should be striving for change takes some risk you know but man we talk about living that exciting life of faith instead of a a really small weak life of fear and so this is just fun so how do we develop
0: ourselves well leader I like what you just said it takes risk. Crystal and I are doing something oh, a little different dear right now. Jesus, and you know we're facing some things in our personal lives. Leaders face things right leaders step up and go this is an adventure rather than oh crap this is gonna kill me right you know it, it's a mindset leadership is we're gonna go into the unknown we're gonna face things we haven't faced and I was talking to my son yesterday and he was facing some insecurities and some problems and and he wanted to shrink back leaders don't get to shrink no. back so if you find yourself as a leader a parent again an employer, or whoever you're leading and you're facing some problems you're facing some challenges i heard my pastor this sunday say his tendency is to hermit you know when the pressure's on and and things are are challenging you and and you're emotional and you you have to find time with god to find the strength and for him to go, you can do this. You can face it. You can you can take it head on. So leaders don't get to hide. Leaders don't get to shrink back. Leaders step up in uncomfortable situations. That's how you develop yourself. That's how exactly. you develop yourself. And you know what? Crystal and I aren't waiting for challenges. We're looking for them now. Yep. We're going, what can we do different to make our, you know, shake things up a Mm -hmm. bit? So we took on another challenge. And so yesterday we were doing it. And instead of going, I want to go home. Yeah. We were laughing, having a good time. So it's just a switch in mindset going, I'm not afraid. I mean, I might feel fear, but God's with me. I can do it. You get through that first step. And then it gets easier. So that's what you're teaching the people underneath you too. That's right. When they watch you not shrink back, when they watch you go, "Uh uh-uh, we're going through this. And with enthusiasm and excitement, guess what? people are going to want to follow that person absolutely talk about
1: mental muscle oh yeah i mean getting with god i mean rallying up that that spirit and talk about mental muscle yeah we're not saying you won't feel yeah we were so awkward and embarrassed (laughs) and uncomfortable yesterday and guess what we're doing it again today yes we are doing it again today i bet you you guys are just wondering (laughs) what it is we'll let you know later (laughs) But so developing ourselves as leaders. Yeah, I love the excitement and, and enthusiasm yes. is so, oh, you it's just, contagious. it is, you just want to follow someone like that. And, and so in developing other people, same thing, we're finding strengths. You know what, Jody? when, when we were at our last school, our organization, one of the things in, in. Um, leading other people was having fun. Yes, we celebrated and had more fun. I mean, when you build humor into what into mm-hmm. your core values, that was just. Fun. Every day. Every day. I mean, when you're dealing in a school environment and you're dealing with, and it was a private school and you're dealing with people's kids and their money, yeah. oh man, it can oh, get hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It can get hot. And so it was always really important to laugh and have a lot of fun, celebrate people's wins. We always say there is plenty of good stuff to go yep. around. Celebrate other people when they do something good. You, that's what a, that's what a great leader does mm-hmm. is they just sell, value the
0: people around e- you. Yeah.
1: Exactly, no doubt. And so again, leaders are needed. We develop ourselves, we develop other people why? Because we're trying to make a change. We we see, well, Dr. Phil always said it's the best. I mean, how's that working for you? Yeah. He would always say that when people would buck change or they, they, you know, you kind of know you need to change. And he would always say, how is that working for you? So if something's going on in your personal life, in your business, in your family, you know, with your friends, how is that working for you? We always say, have you had enough? But man, okay, so you identify there's a need to change, let's say in your business. And you have to be able to cast clear vision. Jody. you've been doing this with your kids, getting them to really see you know, these things that they want in their own lives. You guys, we're doing it for ourselves. We always talk about our vision board, and so as leaders, it is imperative. If you want somebody to go from where they're at to where you want them to be, we've gotta cast a clear vision. We gotta paint people right in there with us. And I'm gonna bring up one more thing probably one more thing about John Maxwell but he I was reading an article and he was talking about business and he said this was profound for him there is a principle out there the 255025 principle and so let's just talk about a business you're a leader in a business and you're going you guys you know we we we've got to make this change and you've cast clear vision and this principle says that 25% of the people will be on board immediately and support you 50% will remain uncommitted or uncertain. Doesn't mean they they might not eventually, but they're they're just not early adopters. And then you've got the twenty-five percent that will resist. You know who you are. <laughs> and so he was saying it's the leader's job to move that 50% you know, with, with the 25%, use that 25% to grab and pull that 50% up. I mean, it's just obvious. We can't make everybody happy, but he says the worst thing you can do is appease, you know, try to appease that 25%. It just encourages them to continue to resist. And so business leaders out there, um, you got to do something. Let them go. Yeah. Get them out, make a change, uh, It's just too important that when we, when when God has asked us to do something and you've got these people who are fighting you, um, God's word and God's call is far more
0: important than their approval. You know, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus, uh, there were multitudes listening to him and he started talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood and they all started talking amongst themselves going, what in the world. There's thousands of people there, and they're going, what in the world is this man talking about? And they had been following him, so they were on board. And so he started talking about, you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood, and they're going, is this a new doctrine? Is he talking about cannibalism? And they were so mad and so offended that it said they all turned around and left him. But the one thing I find very interesting is Jesus didn't chase after him. He let him go you know, there are people who you know in your life that are not on board with you. They stick around for whatever reason. They glom on to whatever you can give them, but you know that you know that you know they're not on board. They don't agree with your vision. They don't agree with what you're doing. And I find it very interesting that Jesus let him walk away he didn't chase them no hey, you guys no and he turned to his disciples and go and he said are you going to so now think about that don't chase people that want to leave amen don't don't, like Crystal said, don't appease, don't hang on to the ones that you know don't want to be a part of what you're doing. Right on. So, you
1: guys, leadership is so important. It is personal. It is personal. Purposeful and leadership development definitely is a process. As the love of my leadership life says, uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything. And so, how do we do it? We develop ourselves, we develop other people. When we see the strengths, and Jody, like you just said, people that are on board with your vision. And then we rally this really super cool team and we can lead a change. We can lead the change so that we can accomplish our vision. Um, We can identify the need, cast clear vision. And I'm telling you, you will land in that sweet spot of your soul and fulfill the audacious plan God has for your life. So, mental muscle challenge this week. It's time to step up our leadership skills. Find someone you can follow. I mean, great leaders have great mentors in their life. Follow someone that you admire, learn from them. And so we we love leadership. We are keeping our eye on what's happening in culture today. And so we hope you will too. Again, thanks so much for listening to The Soul Gym this week. We appreciate your support. Continue to tell your friends. Um, Remember Jody and I have written a book called mind moxie is what, that what's what it what's it called <laughs> how to help you master what's mastering you hey go check that out on amazon uh jody anything else
0: i don't think so crystal that We're, was a good one that was a good one And <laughs>
1: yeah, no, i keep saying that that was a good one so hey we'll catch you next week at the soul gym where we whip flabby thinking into shape and develop mental muscle bye